The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's another episode of Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Along with Jenna Tobble from the First Alliance Credit Union. And, of course, you brought along another guest for us today, didn't you? I did. I brought uh, Leanne Trom with us today. She's our member solutions manager at the credit union. Uh, Leanne, I'm going to let you just tell a little bit about yourself and what you do at the credit union. Well, my goal at the credit union is to assist our members in different capacities, find different solutions from anywhere from a checking account to a loan um, to maybe even selling a vehicle. So we're here to provide solutions for any needs they may have. So you're the jack of all trades. You could kind of say that. Yeah. You could kind of say that. We touch insurance. Again, I alluded to checking accounts. Um, unfortunately, bankruptcies. But again, our goal is to have solutions, find out what we can do. And sometimes the situation maybe is really not that bad. Sure. So we want to have a point person. And I've, I do have a lot of background. So. Are you from around southeastern Minnesota then? Yeah, I'm from uh, Pine Island. Oh, all right. Originally. That's where my wife is from. Okay. Another Pine Islander. Yeah. <laughs> Pine Island Panthers. Here we are. <laughs> are you still up that way, Pine Islander? No. I, uh, my husband um, retired from the Army, so we did move away. Oh. And now we're kind of the other side. So we are more east now in Iota. Okay. Well, thank your husband for his service for us, thank too. You. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You kind of mentioned what you did or do for the credit union, and we're going to tie that in with what we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Kind of went through a discussion of debt consolidation is one of the tools available for folks who find themselves kind of in a pickle. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you, Jenny, do you want to review what we talked about last last time about debt consolidation? Yeah, for sure. So debt consolidation is basically refinancing existing debt using a new loan. So you're taking multiple debts. You have credit cards, um, unsecured debts, things like that, and paying them off with a new loan. And then you just make payments to that single loan. So you're not trying to manage multiple lines of credit all at once, essentially. And hopefully, if things work in your favor, a smaller payment. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully (laughs) smaller payment, better credit score, sooner time to pay off. All of those are benefits of debt consolidation. Okay. So maybe we should cover some misconceptions about debt consolidation, some myths. Maybe uh, to start out with, and this is one I held for many, many years, that debt consolidation was really only for people who, and I kind of voiced it earlier, didn't I, when I said people in a pickle, mm-hmm. <laughs> people with a poor credit situation. Is that true, Leanne? You know, that's really not true at all. Um, while those those people that are might be struggling, they may have low credit scores, or they may have some mounting debt they just feel so much pressure and stress about. Um, you know, that does happen because they're looking for a way out yeah. or they've had life events that have brought them to that situation where they maybe have taken out more debt and it just kind of keeps compounding. But in reality, a lot of us have debt that we can pay for. We might not be a struggle. However, on the flip side, it makes sense sometimes to consolidate it because you do have one payment. You might have just one interest rate. You know there's a goal. You know there's a term. You know there's a light at the end of the t- tunnel, so to speak, and when you can have that financial freedom. Um, you know, again, we had talked about 
those persons that might have a lower credit score or late payments, it's it's not a myth, but sometimes it can be harder to get it because if you're a creditor and you're looking at somebody's lower credit score, that can be a flag. It, it is concerning from the lending side. Um, however, again, there can be both sides, always both sides to the situation and different goals for different people. Is that kind of part of your role as the solutions person to look at that individual situation faced by this person and try to gauge whether they're worth the risk or not worth the risk, but whether the risk is acceptable, I sure. guess. Absolutely. We do have to look at it. I mean, we're always here for our member or, or that person that's coming in to try to get some of that health checkup or that advice, or maybe they're just really stressed for some reason, or they've had a change in employment, and just things kind of seem a mounting, inevitable situation. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Um, but we try to kind of sit back and kind of look at the picture and, and just kind of break things down a little bit more. Um, sometimes by just breaking those things down or saying, hey, this is really not so bad. Or, hey, did you realize you could have this paid really in three months? Mm-hmm. Well, that provides that kind of de-stressing, as, as, so to speak. Now, obviously, as a financial, we do have to look at our risk because we are lending our members money. Um, we we want to be good stewards of that. Sure. So we we do have to look at a lot of things, a credit, capacity, their character, their how long have they been on their job, for example, how long have maybe they've been in their home, are they moving around, things of that nature, because, again, we do want to be prudent for all our members and make sure we do spend our money or lend our money wisely. Yeah, I, know, I know a lot of folks have gotten themselves into a situation because a medical bill. Yeah. You know, you break your leg. They have to put pins in it. Next thing you know, you owe $20,000 yeah. if you didn't have really good insurance or a really high deductible. And and that could be, you know, that overwhelming weight that you kind of mentioned, Leanne. Is it is it the ability of you folks to kind of say, okay, this is an anomaly within this person's life that they've they've had a really good track run up until this occurred? Absolutely. And maybe, mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. That's, that's really important. Yeah, we can look at things kind of what happened maybe six months ago, what's happening now and what's the potential for the next six months, so to speak. So, yeah, again, I had kind of mentioned life events. Things happen. Things happen to good people. No one plans an accident. No, no one plans medical. No one plans a disease. So we really try to look back and say, okay, this life event has happened, not necessarily within their control, but they want to take control they want to move forward, and they have the capacity to do so. So consolidation a lot of times is a good idea in, in many situations. Again, there's financial freedom, less stress, just sometimes just taking a deep breath mm-hmm. and oh, or even just talking to somebody through it. Maybe it's not as bad, right? but but there's that emotional stress and that financial stress. and well, You get that tunnel vision when it's happening to you, and I can imagine just having – the sit down with somebody and have them actually look at the actual numbers, both their income and what they owe and say, hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah. There is a solution to this. Exactly. Or, you know, we, we don't try to tell people how to spend their money. But again, we are able to kind of look from the outside and say, well, hey, maybe if you just adjusted this temporarily, or maybe if you just cut back on this, um, again, nothing's permanent, but maybe this luxury item is not so important. Right. 
And, you know, maybe there's times that we may suggest to sell something or maybe trade a different vehicle just because it makes more sense at the end of the day. You can live without Netflix for three months. Free up fifteen dollars a month. You say that, that. yeah, but that does often come up. You know, that's a luxury item. Many of us consider not necessarily a necessity. Right. You know, there's other other forms of entertainment, and again, it's not forever. And on the other side of the coin, I can also see where if I have this nice income, Mm -hmm. and I've kind of gone and said. Okay, I want to buy this, and I want to buy this, and I want to buy this, and I buy this, and I buy this, and I've got 10 different revolving credit lines spinning out there. And, oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that would just the level of stress that would add to my life. And I could see going in and saying, I'm paying 18, 19% interest on each one of these, you know, credit cards. Mm -hmm. And you guys, I imagine that if I had that good credit rating, you could offer me a much better rate than 18, 19% on something like this. Absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. Retail store credit cards come up quite often because obviously those retail stores are trying to sell their product or sell their um, options as well. Um, but the retail credit cards are often a much higher rate, 20, 22, 24%. So again, by doing that consolidation at a lower interest rate, again, more affordable payment, paid it off sooner. Um, we're not against credit cards because we do know they're a necessity. Um, but they're a necessity and they're good for you as long as they're used wisely and you can pay them each month. So. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Yeah. <laughs> it's the key. Financial literacy on good money moves. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about debt consolidation. And when we come back, we'll talk about um, the option you might pursue if your credit rating is not so hot and uh, that would be a cosigner and we'll look at into that and what that's all about when we get back on good money moves here on news talk 1340 caro c am and 96.9 fm good money moves continues in moments with andy brownell and jenna tobble from first alliance credit union this is news talk 1340 caroc am and 96.9 fm we're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell with Jenna Tobble and Leanne Trom from the First Alliance Credit Union in Rochester. And we're continuing our discussion on debt consolidation and uh, co-signing. How does that come into play with the debt consolidation and loans that require co-signing? Maybe you can explain what co-signing means to start out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Go ahead, Leanne. Well, typically a co-signer is someone that says, you know, this is a joint debt. I will pay this debt if the primary person is, is not. It's reported on the bureau, on all three credit bureaus. We report to, at least at the credit union, to FX, TransUnion, and Experian. That's a joint debt. There's a joint responsibility. So really, I look at it as, as one and the same. However, sometimes it can be looked at differently when we are looking at the big picture and really wanting that extra layer, that extra confidence of somebody else that's going to be able to kind of help out if necessary, if it's not necessarily maybe a, a spouse 
um, and another spouse, or sometimes there's a child parent situation that we might ask for a cosigner. Um, a cosigner does not have to be relative. However, oftentimes, just kind of by default, they are because of that relationship, that trust, um, that confidence, if you are going to sign on a loan for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a very, very serious situation if it goes a different route where maybe the relationship isn't there any longer. Uh, so that's where when we do talk about cosigners or ask for one, we really want to make sure that that relationship is strong and each person that's signing really knows their responsibilities and how it works. And you mentioned responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I, I take it that would be... No misunderstanding that if the person that you're co-signing with isn't making the payments, you, the co-signer, are going to have to step in and make those payments. Am I, am I correct? On that, that is that is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the responsible of co-signing. And oftentimes um, people don't understand that when they do that maybe the first time. So it is a financial's job to explain that. It is your job as signing something to read the documents and understand we're always open to questions because you really, really want to feel comfortable and confident and make sure you're looking at your own budget. So if you would have to step in, you're able to do that. Um, what kind of situations do you, have you experienced where that co-signer is necessary? You, come, you have a person, obviously, at that point, I'm guessing, has a poor credit rating. And you mentioned solutions. I suppose it's kind of a... If I'm imagining this is kind of the last-ditch solution to fixing this without wholesale selling off a bunch of stuff, I don't know. I'm trying to imagine when you might recommend a cosigner. Okay. Well, there's really different situations you might do that. Again, it really depends on the relationship or if there's joint debt or individual debt. Um, you know, we have to look back again as the financial and say, what is our risk? What's our exposure? And really, what's the capacity uh, this person may have really great intentions. They they have employment. They have all the right things. However, their income really is not supporting that monthly payment along with other things, living expenses and such. So we refer to debt to income at different times. Yeah. And so we would like to often see a cosigner if a debt to income is not as high as we would like because, we're again, we want to make sure the affordability is there by that primary person. Or, for example, if it is spouses, obviously they're having some kind of joint household debt, living expenses. Again, we just want to make sure that that payment at the end of the day is manageable. It's easy to make for them. It makes sense for them and the financial. Is there a scenario uh, there where it's a, a young person and their credit rating or lack of it or low credit rating is due to their lack of a track record. Absolutely, because oftentimes we look at history. History is a part of it. If you don't have a credit score, oftentimes that happens with younger persons or it can be older persons too, but generally it's a younger person that hasn't taken out any debt. They haven't shown us that they can make a monthly payment on time, and that is key. That's very key in a credit score is making your payments on time making them monthly, um, that is very prudent. And so, yes, we do look back because we don't have that track record. We don't have that history. So we do want to oftentimes ask for a co-signer because that co-signer is going to help them along maybe outside signing the documents, um, advice, counseling, (laughs) um, checking in with them, kind of keeping them on task, 
you know, kind of training them, educating them, sharing experiences with them. So often the call center would be asked, as you had mentioned, with somebody that doesn't have that credit history. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the call center may be asked for if that person maybe doesn't have the best track record, um, had some little bumps in the road. Well, sometimes we're going to want a call center again to help them out, keep them on track, keep, keep connected their feet to the fire. <laughs> yep. And who better to do that than a co signer that has some interest in it? You know, a lot of times when a person comes through a loan, obviously they're 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 fixing then and now. But we need somebody to help keep them on that track to keep it fixed and kind of not veer off um, if that is something that could happen. Not It doesn't happen with everybody. Um, co-signers are sometimes by choice. Um, again, I've, I've talked about spouses, for example. Each spouse has their own financial intimacy, per se. They have their own budget of the household. They'll, they do things different. Um, I know in some families, um, such as mine, we have made the decision to do it jointly. So we do want that co-signer because we do things together. And we also want to build that credit. A call center can build the credit as well and keep their credit score high. Okay, that's my next question. If the person who requires the co-signer fulfills the contract of the loan, do they get full credit on their credit rating even though there's a co-signer on the document? Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Yep. So building credit, this could be a really good tool for somebody who's either doesn't have a track record or is trying to rebuild themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. As I mentioned, on time is so, so important. That's that's a, one of the biggest scoring factors is paying on time. And so I can't um, stress that enough when you're building, rebuilding. That's that's very crucial for co-signer as well as the primary. Okay, this is off the left field kind of. <laughs> Can you make it a requirement of the loan that it be an automatic payment that's withdrawn? Say, nope. No, we can highly suggest that, um, but it's not a condition. But we definitely encourage that just because life gets busy. um, We obviously hope that that person has their checking or savings with us and that it just makes it an easy, automatic withdrawal. I don't care if it's weekly, biweekly, monthly. Again, whatever works for that person's budget, as long as that monthly payment is made on time, again, we have different options for that to happen. So many, many ways to make your payments these days. So. I know the loans I've taken out, I've done it because there's no way I can forget it that I don't ever, ever have to worry about it, you know, slipping my mind. And that's, yeah. <laughs> people get busy. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jenna Talbot's here along with Leanne Traum, and we're talking about myths and everything else about debt consolidation. We're kind of clearing pretty much the deck here. We're covering every, last week covered the mechanics of it, now we're Going through everything else, we'll continue with our discussions, our financial literacy discussions with the folks from First Alliance Credit Union right after this on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM along with Jenna Tobble and Leanne Trom from the First Alliance Credit Union. Question 
about size of debt consolidation loans. This is kind of one of those myth misconception. Does it have to be like I was talking about credit cards? Stack up a few credit cards, maybe a thousand or two, or can it be much larger than that? Is is there any limits on what the size of a debt consolidation loan can be? No. Um, it's going to be very situational, though. So you remember I talked about you have to have some pretty specific benefits to you in order to make debt consolidation something that would actually benefit you, right? So regardless of the amount of debt you have to consolidate, at the end of the day, what you really just need to pay attention to, whether you have a small amount like $1,000 or a large amount, you know, $100,000 or more, um, you want to make sure that at the end of the day, a debt consolidation loan is going to lower your payments. It's going to give you better interest rates. Your time to pay off that debt shortens and preferably improvements to your credit score. Okay, yeah. So if you're not seeing at least one, and I would say all of those benefits, debt consolidation probably isn't going to be the best tool to manage your debt, and there's many other ways to go about it, but especially if you have a smaller amount, it's really going to be important that you pay attention to those those key benefits. Okay. I imagine down the road we'll be talking about some of those other potential solutions as well. Of course. Okay. Um, I hear the ads all the time, or I see them, I guess. By the way, I guess Facebook. You know, there there's these outfits all over the place saying, we'll do this for you, and we'll clean up all your credit and everything else, and... And as usual, they look too good to be true. And I, I guess, Leanne, am I correct that these promises you hear sometimes within the industry uh, should I be wary of these kind of ads? Absolutely. I would be very wary of any lender who would advertise that they're going to complete a debt consolidation loan for you without first checking your credit report. Um you know, the the gut instinct, if it's too good to be true, it t- typically is. Um, you would really want somebody to check your credit score because, or excuse me, your credit file. You want that pulled. Um, there is a free credit report that's allowed one time a year with the three main bureaus, which are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. If you have those pulled, you can actually literally see what's reporting. It's in front of you. It's it's explainable. You can reach out to um, your financial. You can reach out to United Way. There's different entities that it can explain that credit report because it can be very confusing. But again, you you want to know your score. That's going to help determine interest rates on your loans. You really want to know your whole picture. Sometimes there's things maybe on your credit report that perhaps that didn't make sense or you don't recall signing on the dotted line or authorizing anybody to pull your credit or even maybe report something as far as late. So it is important to stay on top of those types of things. And the only way you can do it is if you actually see it. Oftentimes if a advertisement is saying that we're not going to do a credit check, that's a signal for perhaps predatory lending and you don't want to be involved in something like that um, because there are so many other options for good trusting organizations, whether it's again, a United way type, if it's a um, another financial, if it's uh, some other type of lender that's 
shooting things to you via email or postcard, again, you really want to do your homework. Um, get a referral. Ask for a testimonial maybe from another person that maybe used that product or used that service because there are other options. There's not only just one. Some are free. Some are not free. Okay. You know, financial literacy, you mentioned predatory lending. Mm-hmm. That's maybe defined it. Is that super high interest rates that they're charging you and uh, a payment that's probably not going to be affordable? They're just going to, in my picture, in my mind, I'm picturing it as I'm just, I just made my problem that much worse by going down that route. Well, unfortunately, oftentimes that's what does happen. Um, I do speak with members from time to time that says, oh, I use this organization or they're going to help me or they're going to do this or that. And they're advised not to make payments. Well, not making the payments all or reaching out to your creditors with no information, that's really just making your situation worse. It's making your score to go down. It's making creditors go, well, what happened? Or what's their intentions? If there's collateral, that that could be in jeopardy. If you have a co-signer, well, then they could be brought into the picture and now making payments, and that's disrupting the household or a relationship. If you are looking for this sort of assistance in straightening out your financial health. What, Jenna? I, I know <laughs> I know the website is just chock full of stuff yeah. that can help folks out and answer the kind of questions we are, things that we didn't even have a chance to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, so our, our website, firstalliancecu.com, we've got plenty of resources out there about debt consolidation. We have our debt consolidation calculator that can help you determine if that's going to be a good solution for you before you even come in and sit down with anybody. Um, I would just suggest make an appointment with the lending advisors that we have at First Alliance Credit Union. Um, They're happy to go over your credit report with you and talk about your different options um, for managing your debt. If you don't feel comfortable with that and you have a lot of debt at a lot of different lenders, go to each one of those individual lenders and see what they can do to help you manage that one-to-one if that's the solution you want. But there's there's many, many solutions out there to help you manage your debt, and I would just recommend starting at First Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yes. see you again next week. Yeah, Thanks, but Andy. First Alliance Credit Union is Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.